0: This is where the fun begins. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I, is this
1: going to be the whole episode? Yes, please. The whole episode. <sighs> Fuck Nothing it, that's our that... opening. That, I'm leaving all that in. Uh, you have to. Hello, and welcome back to Cape Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Where we explore the history, story, and cultural impact of a different character or group every episode. I'm Blue. I'm Jordan.
0: Hello there. I'm I'm Jay. Jay.
1: You fucked it up! (laughs) No, no, we'll just keep going. Um, Oh my god, this is uh, exciting and nerve-wracking, all three of us together.
0: Oh boy, Um, this is... (laughs) It's gonna be a mess. Like,
1: I just know... Based on how chaotic I am with either one of you, <laughs> that this is going to be uh, just a clusterfuck. fuck. I can just tell. Does, uh, does anybody have any non-topic things that they want to get out there before we get into it? Because uh, Jordan is on a bit of a time limit today, and we've got plenty to talk about. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean I had like a news thing, but it's super not close to the
1: topic. So I'll just Well, that that's why I'm saying like anything not related to the topic now oh, is the time to yeah. do it.
0: Yeah, well, well Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney and I just felt that we should mention that at least. Wait, why is she do- suing Disney? Because okay, so Disney released Black Widow on in theaters and same day Disney Plus premier access. And Scarlett Johansson and her lawyer are arguing that there was an agreement to release it exclusively in theaters and that Disney has broken that agreement and that Scarlett Johansson has lost out on $50 million because she had a deal for some percentage of the box office, which becomes worthless if people can just watch it on a streaming service without paying anything to the box office. So that's a whole ordeal. Uh, that's gonna be a fun story to watch how that progresses
2: well it's a good thing they already killed her character i guess
0: yeah i guess it's, <laughs> i guess it's good that she doesn't have any
1: reason to come back to the marvel cinematic universe cause... man i gotta be honest Ugh. and the desire to get back at like uh movie companies who do try to screw actors over but at the same time is she really losing any money I feel like eh. a lot of people who want to watch Black Widow aren't the type of people who are going to go out of their way to go to a movie theater right now and would be extremely comfortable watching it at home.
2: I'm yeah. just waiting until it gets on regular Disney+. Plus. I don't have Disney+, uh, exclusive or whatever it's called.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. like a pay-per-view. Like, you pay $30, you unlock Black Widow right yeah. now. Um
2: and it's I'm not doing uh, that.
0: Yeah, that's not worth it. If you're going to spend $30,
1: go have fun in a movie theater. Yeah. I mean, and like and eat, you can wait a few months and then you could pay $20 and then own the movie. And that's also true. It. So That's also
0: a very good point.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. It's like I don't want to pay you Disney Plus and then pay you again to watch one of the things on your platform when i've already paid you yeah (laughs) yeah hbo max
0: is a lot nicer about it like suicide squad i believe it comes out like this friday or i think it's this friday and it comes out comes out in theaters and on hbo max but no additional charge if you have hbo max you get to watch it
2: i might have to get hbo max
0: You might have to get it's HBO Max is great. Once again, Blue, this podcast brought to you by HBO Max because every week
1: I get on some rant about how cool HBO Max is. You know what? It's funny because for as much as I constantly bitch about DC's movies and like suck off the ghosts of the dick of Marvel's movies, I, I, this is the one time that I can see happening for a while where I'll be like, I'm absolutely going to watch that DC movie. I'm not touching that Marvel movie. Both because (laughs) I'm more interested in the Suicide Squad than I am in Black Widow, and also because of that payment issue.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yep.
1: All right, Jay, did you have anything special that you wanted to say?
2: I did not, no.
1: All right, you boring old fuck. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. then i say we jump right into today's topic uh we're broaching um it, it is not technically a superhero franchise uh though powers are involved uh but it's not really an anime or a video game either although they're whole new know, concept technically been both or will be both um it, it is a, a piece of nerd culture though in fact It is pretty much the predominant piece of nerd culture. If you know what a nerd is, you have heard of this franchise. (laughs) Uh, So many people have loved it. So many people have proclaimed to love it while doing nothing but bitching about it. Uh, Today, our character is not only going to be a nerd culture character, but a culture character. Like Basically, everybody knows who this is. And we have a lot to talk about as a result of it because this is a character with uh, 44 years of history now.
0: This character is from a movie that practically invented the concept of blockbuster franchises.
1: I'm sorry, 34 years of history I math, um, but yes. Uh, so No, we will it's, be 40, punk- it's 44 years. 77. No, because 77... Uh, Seven plus four is one, so that brings you to eighty-one. Right, and then another thirty on top of that. And then it goes up forty from there, right? Because then ninety-one. Wait. And then two
0: thousand one, and then twenty eleven would be thirty. I'm gonna cut all that out.
1: (laughs) 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 How how dare you make me look like a fool on my own podcast? So today, we're going to be talking about uh, the one who will bring balance to the Force, the Dark Lord of the Sith, and pretty much everybody's favorite supervillain of all time, Darth Vader, otherwise known as Anakin Skywalker.
0: <sighs> Where Let's- to begin?
1: I- I guess we have to start with the lead up to phantom menace because if we just try and talk about random shit as we think of it we'll never have any structure so we got to go chronological order right yeah so okay um as a quick lead-up uh we have the or do i want to talk about the actual real world lead-up to yes you know what that seems like a good place to start yeah I'll start with the real world history, then we'll go back to the beginning in terms of the in fiction chronology. Cool. All right. So, uh, a young man at the time, George Lucas. Uh, I think he had only a couple movies up to this point. I think he did um, uh, first. Uh, was it? Shit. I know he
0: is he it his on... THX eleven thirty eight.
1: Yeah uh basically he he had tried you know working on a few movies here and there and you know they were like okay they were decently successful but nothing ever really gained him notoriety uh and then he had an idea for a brand new uh sci-fi franchise although sci-fi might not be quite the correct term it's more of a space fantasy than uh, space wizards yeah pretty much (laughs) um so his idea was Star Wars, and he took inspiration from old movie serials from when he was a kid, which uh, I know movie serials aren't really a thing today, so people listening might not know what they are. I Essentially, don't. in lieu of television where things were episodic on TV, you uh, would go into a movie theater and they would play like a 30 minute to an hour long um, episode. And the idea was they were made and structured so that they were, like, on extremely episodic. Kind of like how if you ever watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and you could just jump in at any episode and get it. These movie series yeah. were so that you didn't have to watch them in order. It wasn't a major flowing plot. kind of like Villain of the Week or whatever. Because uh, the and- episode would usually have a lot of
0: good exposition or maybe even a narrator Uh, like the episodes of the Clone Wars in particular did really good at the the exact vibe of like the 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 announcer saying here's what happened last time on whichever serial it was
1: exactly I've seen uh, Avatar Legend of Korra uh, when Boland is doing the perfect Um, like they they look in the middle of an adventure the, the narrator will just be like Last time, Nuktuq was uh, facing off against the evil Unalak, and he got dangled above a pit of boiling tar or whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs> how will he get out of it? And, uh, and that was it. Like, that was all that you needed to show the little clip from the last episode, and then you went in. So you could go in in the middle of anything. So the idea that George Lucas had was, let's make him pretend that it's in the middle of a movie serial. So I'll say it's episode four um because believe it or not contrary to popular belief there was never a plan to have episodes one prequels that was not planned out he's just a fucking lunatic is all it is um
0: i i do think he eventually like because i think when it was first released there was no episode four on it but he very
1: quickly thought to well it was initially called star wars uh just called star wars and then it was called star wars a new hope and then it was called star wars episode four a new hope after star wars episode five empire strikes back came out
0: that was it that's what i was thinking of
1: yeah but but even then still like it it, the the real plan wasn't to make prequels until like probably around the time empire um but either way um now his original vision of star wars was that what we got uh for instance lightsabers um function differently they weren't completely handheld um now in star wars lore there's what's called a proto saber and the proto saber is actually the original design of the lightsaber it's a backpack a mechanical backpack that you wear like a battery pack and it's got a tube that comes off it and the tube connects to the bottom of the hilt of the lightsaber to power it and What's funny is that it wasn't a special weapon that only Luke or the other Jedi had. It Everybody had it. All the stormtroopers had lightsabers. Um, and uh, uh, Luke's name was originally Luke Skywalker. It was Anakin Starkiller. Um, the Solo was a lizard man. <laughs> Uh, there was just a lot of conceptual differences. And because again, George Lucas wasn't famous at the time, he had producers that would actually nut up and tell him, That's dumb. Do this instead. And <laughs> that is the best that environment George can operate in. Because again, he's a fucking crazy person. And he'll just he is a madman. He will throw any shit at the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> and really, that that's not how you sell a big block. So he needs people that are willing to not be yes men. And during the prequels, he did not have those. Everybody was a yes man for him. So he's like, What if we gave Jar Jar a Jamaican accent? And they were like, Good idea, George. You can do no wrong. And he's like, Okay. I'm not used to that. (laughs) Oh, poor Jar Jar. (laughs) I I hope you like my uh, George uh, impression, by the way. That (laughs) was
0: shockingly dead on.
1: (laughs) Um, but yeah, so the entire idea of Star Wars was, and again, for all the bitches that want to say that we shouldn't have politics in our nerd culture, it was a <laughs> World War II allegory. Uh, and a Vietnam War allegory. Yes, it was both. He, he did both. Also with World War I imagery. <laughs> like, yeah. It's pretty much just all the American wars sort of put in a blender and then shot into space. Um, because Darth Vader's helmet, is based on the old German World War One gas helmets um, because mustard gas was a big thing in World War One. Um, yep. And then lots
0: of uh, Nazi imagery with the imperial forces being predominantly white, black, and red suits. Yep. When stormtroopers uh,
2: taken straight from one of their ranks, too.
1: Yes. Yeah, the yes. word
0: stormtroopers is true. Ah.
1: Uh. And what's really funny is that um, apparently it was a mistake, but I feel like it was too good to be a coincidence. Uh, Somebody must have thought of it. But um, Vader, it's the German word for father.
2: Yeah. Is it really? That one's
1: nuts. (laughs) That one is hilarious
0: because I really can't tell if he'd already thought that through when he named
1: the character like i i could maybe imagine someone thinking up vader cuz it it's just a cool sounding word right like it's a very right. spacy word but like then would really nobody have gone like hey it's it's the german word for father as well um like i know you didn't have google back then i get it but like <laughs> the sheer amount of people working on it especially internationally for release you didn't have a single german go oh a father
2: like, what? So in the German culture, they, he was literally known as Darth Father.
1: Pretty much, he was literally
0: <laughs> known as Daddy. <laughs> oh he even God. choked him. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh dear God. Uh, we're wrapping it. We're wrapping it here.
1: <laughs> God, this is this was a mistake. This is a volatile concoction <laughs> I've created. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh. All right, so uh, that's a little bit of the sort of backstory of the real-world creation of Darth Vader and the Star Wars franchise as a whole. Um, did either of you have anything else to add before we move on to the in-character story? I'm good. No, I'm good. All right, cool. Uh, I just want to make sure so that I'm not like overly dominating everything here. Because uh, uh, like I don't want to be like, we're moving on! And then one of you be like, I had something to say, but all right, then. Well, <laughs> actually, sir... <laughs> Did you actually have something or are you just fucking around?
0: I'm just messing with
1: you. Uh, Okay, got it. Alright, so... uh, Now, as far as the in-character lore, uh, a real bitch-sickle named Palpatine... uh, (laughs) Just... uh, He was the apprentice of uh, Darth Plagueis the Wise, who was at the time the Dark Lord of the Sith. And... Plagueis had uh, perfected life manipulation through uh, controlling the Force. Essentially, he could extend someone's life far beyond their natural limitations. Uh, He could prevent death. He could save off their death, even if they were critically injured, uh, as well as rejuvenate people. Um, And Palpatine, noticing that this ability was pretty rad, came up with, a cockamamie uh, master plan that would be literal decades and decades and decades in the making. <laughs> he uh, he killed his master in his sleep. I believe that's what was said in his sleep, right? Yes. Uh, and then took all of his research on his life-manipulating uh, force abilities and altered it to... Create a new application, Jesus Birthing. <laughs> because <laughs> Anakin Skywalker is one massive Jesus allegory. Um, he, uh, Darth Sidious or Palpatine, uh, as his birth name is, uh, wound up finding a random Tatooine slave woman, uh, Shmi Skywalker. And he was just like, "I'm gonna put a baby in you, but not the normal way." And then he just like used the Force on her. And uh, they they specified in the prequels that the Force is not directly manipulated. I guess uh, what there's sort of an in between called midi Chlorion. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about it. I still got to talk about it though. So what do you want me to do? <laughs>
0: okay, is this is this canon? By the way, like the midichlorians, yeah. But is is yeah. it canon? But is it canon that um that Sidious created? Yes, into? yeah, that is. Okay, has it been confirmed?
2: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll double check by googling it. But I've
0: heard it before. I just didn't know if it because I know it's from a book. I just
1: don't remember if that book is canon. Sometimes it's I know, hard to keep track like, the the books the the heavy implications in the series itself uh the fact that many of the filmmakers are on board with it um like it, it's hard to say like it's 100 concrete but it's like, at least like 95 percent like okay i'm pretty sure that this is the case um according uh,
2: to and- s- oh, sorry. oh
1: sorry no go ahead
2: according to screen rant it wasn't canon that emperor palpatine did that but it says that Darth Plagueis did. But that's screen rant, so take that with a uh, grain of salt.
1: I take that with many grains of salt. <laughs> uh, Just gonna head uh, cannon that Palpatine did it. Yeah. I mean, it still makes the most sense thematically. Right. Um, but anyway, so uh, enter Anakin Skywalker, a baby born from a fucking Virgin Mary. I don't know if she's actually a virgin, but she definitely wasn't pregnant, was the point. <laughs> or she wasn't inseminated, I'll say and uh, and uh as a being born half from the force itself, he's pretty much like the most gifted force sensitive in the whole galaxy. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah uh, yeah, although I think so, there's so he's the chosen one in theory, right yeah. but there there's an implication in Star Wars rebels that Luke is actually the Chosen One instead. And I've never known if that was wrong or deliberately misleading, or if it's true that the prophecy was misread and that Luke was always destined to wind up being the Chosen One. I've never really understood that.
2: I think it I mean- was misread because I have one of the official like Jedi handbooks things that's supposed to be a bunch of lore and whatnot. And the whole uh, part about... The prophecy is actually all blacked out. Hmm.
1: Like redacted.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Uh, fun. I I'm I'm gonna say prophecies are bullshit. And um <laughs> a lot of times they're so vague that whoever told the prophecy can just no matter what the outcome is, be like hey eh, but it wasn't exactly wrong now was it? Uh, <laughs> because it did
2: technically like, bring balance to the force. I,
1: I, I was I'm gonna say that this Situations where it was both. It was both Anakin and Luke were the ones bringing balance to the Force uh, through their combined actions. Um, but then that's not one, is it? So it's still bullshit either way, <laughs> whatever. The point is, um, most people thought at the time, or the Jedi did anyway, uh, that Anakin was the one that would bring balance to the Force because after some... Uh, issues with a uh, trade uh, federation and everything uh, the Jedi wound up stumbling onto Tatooine finding Anakin Skywalker he uh, was really annoying um,
0: <laughs> god I feel bad for that kid hey, and, boy. oh I feel so bad for that kid it's okay
1: he has Jingle all the way to fall back on <laughs> No,
2: this is pod racing.
1: Uh, I oh my god, seen jingle all the way.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, so, like, the whole time I'm watching that movie, I'm just like, "You're still a bad actor," and Walker didn't do any favors, <laughs> but does this movie? Uh, <laughs> and like, I look, I, I don't want to be too mean. I understand child actors aren't always like you know very good, but like. To be a yeah, the reason these movies, the reason should, I feel extra bad
0: for him is that he was apparently just relentlessly bullied by everyone he ever met after making that movie, and wound up with schizophrenia and was like committed or something. I don't like it's the dude had a terrible life after Star Wars. Yeah,
1: he turned to drugs pretty hard. From what yeah. Regardless, um, fucking. Are you an angel? Uh, <laughs>
2: Interesting fact, angels actually do exist in the Star Wars universe. On on the moons of Diego. Yeah.
1: That's stupid. God, we're such fucking nerds. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to put my foot down in this series of space wizards and say that angels existing (laughs) on the moon is dumb.
2: (laughs) Out of everything that happens, it's the angels.
1: Yes, (laughs) it is the angels.
2: Not even the the thing that i i've told uh blue this before there's only one thing that i strongly disagree with star wars and that's the fact that the inquisitors can use their double-bladed lightsabers to fly
0: that is stupid okay (laughs) i think i think i read somewhere that there's supposedly like thrusters in there but then it's like but why are you spinning the blades that's a hazard (laughs) then
1: so we we had this discussion and of course real-world science into it, because that's just what I do. And I was like, even if the implication is that you're using a heated blade, you know how like uh, heat uh, actually cause an object to rise? Even if that is the implication, it still doesn't work, because the lightsabers don't have a guard on one side of them, so that air below them, and above them, equally.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> There's a reason a hot air balloon is enclosed. It's only supposed to heat the <laughs> under air. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's the that's potentially the most ridiculous part. Uh, it was the misuse of parsecs, but then they like kind of bullshit explained their way through it in Solo. Mm.
1: God, the the whole parsec, the parsec,
2: the parsec thing. thing. Yeah,
1: because like he words <laughs> it like he made a in a time limit, right? But then it's like, oh, it's a unit of distance. It's like this is just fucking light years again. (laughs) Yep. It's light years is a measurement of time. And it's like, no, it's not. I shouldn't say everybody. I guess it's more common knowledge now.
0: But yeah, it's like, I, I think the, I think the explanation around it is that the Kessel run is like you, the quickest way to do. I remember this was George Lucas's explanation is that, the quickest way to do something is in a isn't a straight line but but it's very hard to get anywhere close to a straight line and so it's that the millennium falcon has like such good navigation features and everything that it can like plot a course that takes the least amount of time and that that make or it takes the least distance or right. something I, I i much prefer uh kyle hills explanation the guy from the because science youtube series Uh, where he reasoned that the Kessel Run, and this seems to be confirmed by the Solo movie, involves some sort of black hole, and that the closer you can get to the black hole, the faster you can get out of the, the thing, but you need a really powerful ship to get close enough to a black hole, so if you were close to the black hole, you'd like distorted space, and you've shaved off some distance. So... That's a really weird explanation for it, but I'm going with that one.
1: Well, a couple things. Like, I understand that if it's, like, an obstacle course kind of thing, and it's, like, oh, talking about who was able to get to the finish with the least amount of distance, like, I can understand that, but then why the fuck did he word it like it was, like, a, a time trial that he beat? Yep. Um, and also, uh, the, the black hole thing um, – it just, if you're gravitationally <laughs> distorting space and shaving off distance, then you can't really say that you use that certain measure of distance because it's been tampered with. Just fucking lying. Uh, and he's, he's talking eaters. about he did, he did a different impressive thing, if that's the
0: case. That's how we can head candidate then. He's just lying. That's just. <laughs> well, that is
2: something Solo would do. <laughs>
1: yeah it's also funny <laughs>
0: he would absolutely
1: like, bullshit someone to sound in terms impressive. of like got the engine power to outrun a black hole or it's got the navigation systems to plot the perfect course neither one of those sounds like the millennium falcon because every time anyone talks about the millennium falcon they talk about what a piece of shit it is yep. and the only reason it does anything good is because it's got good pilots
0: yeah the only person who says anything good about it is han when he keeps insisting <laughs> that it's the fastest ship in the galaxy can
2: I but make this everyone guy looks junk? at it
1: and like, oh, it's a hunk of junk.
2: <laughs> in the Solo movie, they fucking uh, implied that uh, L- Lando was fucking a droid. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and that droid ended up becoming part of the Millennium Falcon. So in a way, he technically fucked the Millennium Falcon.
1: <laughs> oh, he's that guy that fucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They made oh Lego like, the way less cool in a single movie. <laughs> that is technically true. <laughs> it's probably some kind of space Tenga installed in one of the seat cushions.
0: <laughs> I feel like there was a character we were going to talk about in this show. I can't remember who it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. I, I get it. Uh, okay, so uh, long story short, had a pod race, and it was uh, probably the best part of that movie. Oh, no, the second best part uh, Darth Maul fight. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Liam Neeson got killed by Darth Maul. Um, uh, and then Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was not really supposed to have anything to do with this Anakin Skywalker kid, suddenly had it put on him that he had to train the one who will bring balance to the Force. And so I was like, okay. Uh, and Anakin Skywalker grew up to be whiny and arrogant and brash and pretty much everything diet diametrically opposed to obi-wan who is extremely stoic and by the books and uh just uh, jesus <laughs> you know what's funny one of them looks like jesus and the other one is portrayed like jesus so <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny <laughs> uh there is a meme where it's like uh true lord and savior in this house and it's just a fucking picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi from That's episode what I was <laughs> Yeah, The, the
0: famous uh, fireplace mantle.
1: <laughs> look, uh, might be a hot take. I don't know. I think episode 2 is Obi's best look with the longer hair.
2: Agreed.
0: Yeah, okay,
1: sure. Like, I I don't hate the shortcut, but I think the long cut, he looks like he fucks.
2: I like the longer (laughs) hair on him better.
1: Yeah. Uh, So Anakin was trained for about 10 years or so by Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, He wound up then uh, getting embroiled in the start of the Clone Wars, where uh, Anakin would see quite a lot of action as one of the Jedi generals leading an army of clones uh, in multiple battles against uh, the Sith Lord Count Dooku, who was himself another apprentice of Darth Sidious. Uh, The droid general, General Grievous, uh, who has a penchant for collecting lightsabers. And by the way, I got to say, look, again, I'm trying to give the new Clone Wars show a shot at watching it. The old Clone Wars show made Grievous look way more menacing. Agreed. Are you talking the, the 2003 little short Clone Wars thing? The, the one by Gendi Tartakovsky, the man who yeah. made Samurai Jack, yes. Okay. That, look, if you've watched season two of that, Grievous is fucking terrifying.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. The, yeah, Grievous is, Grievous is nerfed.
1: But in, the- yeah, but in the yeah in the 2008 or whatever uh animated series he's so like every episode he pops up in i feel like i'm watching team rocket
0: yep uh, yeah are you going with that uh that list of episodes to leave out that i gave you
1: i will when i start watching another episode because okay. i still haven't bothered watching anymore since then because i'm just like <laughs> oh, i don't care about the show anyway um,
0: yeah, it's one of those things that it's like, you don't really... If you if you watch it far enough in to get into it, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But, but it's one I of those that
1: takes watching it enough to get into it. Yeah. I typically have a rule of three with shows, right? Like, I'm willing to give a show three chances to wow me the first three episodes. Um, my Hero Academia already had my attention in episode one, and it immediately just fucking owned my asshole from episode (laughs) two Uh, and uh Gurren Lagon, uh similarly I was already intrigued by episode one uh I was super excited by episode two and then by the end of episode three I was just like leaping out of my chair and screaming so it's like typically I find that no cannot impress me in its first three episodes it's it's like a uh I'm trying to avoid the sunk time fallacy, right? Where it's like, well, you've got so many episodes and this is so many hours of watching and it takes this many hours just for it to get good. But I got to spend this many hours not enjoying myself when I could be playing video games or watching other shows.
0: That's why you talk to someone who knows the series very well well. and can say, skip half of season one. (laughs) Like
1: like what you did. Yes. (laughs) for me. Man, it's just... I'll I'll keep trying. I'll keep plugging away at it, but it's just whenever I feel up to it. I'm not making any promises on a deadline.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Clone Wars is very interesting because it has individual because it jumps around so much that one episode is it's Mace Windu and a bunch of clones trying to save the people of Ryloth from an invasion, and then the next episode is Jar Jar goes on a happy adventure with a pirate.
2: Fucking hate that. And so
0: it's just like
1: it's the most inconsistent show but if you put the good parts of it are the best parts of Star Wars speaking of jar jar what's funny is I never actually had too much of an issue with him in the movie's like is he annoying yeah but yeah. he's like mercifully brief on there but that first episode where jar jar is like one of the two main characters of the episode I was just like I was dying in my chair I, I felt my life force ebbing away yeah
0: um, that there's another actor who had a just awful time after making star wars dude got death threats for that
2: for the yeah. being jar jar
0: yeah for being jar jar like my god star wars fans calm down
2: nobody hates star wars more than star wars
0: fans that is also that is the most true for both star wars and spider-man where, like <laughs> the, peop- the people who are the biggest fans are like i hate everything that everything but
1: this one that i saw first
0: <laughs> um which, whichever one you picked
1: which the, is why you made a fucking podcast in the first place because yeah. it's shit.
0: like that's like the whole point of my podcast. It's By the way, it's like everyone's too, too negative. You need some fandom optimism.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh So all right, so Anakin wound up um uh Going through many adventures in the Clone Wars, becoming a respected uh, Jedi Knight, uh, no longer a Padawan, uh, but he didn't get a uh, position as a Jedi Master in the Council, and uh, and boy, did that just ruffle his jimmies! <laughs> and <laughs> how could someone have the rank of Master and not be in the Council? Blah, blah, blah. And oh, uh, also, he married Padme. Fucking whatever. Uh, I hate that romance. It's bad. I don't care if you like things about Star Wars. Can we just all agree on this one thing, that episode two did the romance really bad and creepy? <laughs> yeah, so firstly, yeah. So, firstly, he's real
0: creepy. And secondly, <laughs> they don't have chemistry of actors. And thirdly, in what world does this woman have anything to do with this guy? This is... <laughs> This is a well-established, beautiful senator who's fallen in love with this petulant, angry child.
2: And it's funny because Anakin went to her after he killed all the Tuscans and is like, I killed them all, and not just the men, but the women and children. And then she goes on to have babies with them.
1: <laughs> like, he hears that and she's like, oh, you poor thing. Like, what the fuck, lady? Do you have <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome?
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's also like Ewan McGregor is standing right next to you. <laughs> Pick him. <laughs>
1: don't don't go for the angry child. Yeah. Well that in child is really appropriate, right? Because she's like ten years older than him or something. I, oh, think, wait, she's, yeah, but...
0: I think she's only supposed to be five years older than him. She's like, Oh man, when Natalie first...
1: Portman was a grown ass woman in that yes. first movie. Pedophile. <clears throat>
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think I think Natalie Portman was like eighteen or nineteen when they made that first one. And she's playing fourteen. And Anakin's, like, nine when they first meet. So the, the characters are five years apart. And then when they if, see each other again, she's, like, 24 and he's 19.
1: If Weird Al is to be believed, then yes, that is the age gap. Yes. My, my source is the infallible Weird Al <laughs> Uh But uh, I'm glad you knew what I meant. Uh, <laughs> but... Like, either way, it's like... So, that that's a pretty significant age gap for how young uh, they're both supposed to be then, still. Yeah. And, like, again, he's a fucking psychopath who watches her sleep and shit. It <laughs> goes on weird monologues about sand. And I it's like...
2: like
1: <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like you said, she's a fucking intergalactic senator who- who's also very close to... Uh, the probably just as close to her age and infinitely more charming uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Right. Yeah. So, and boy. it's also like,
0: like the scene where he comes back after, you know, going on one of those little oopsie daisy murder sprees and wipes <laughs> out an entire village and is crying about it, and she's like, "Yeah, this is fine. This is." I have, I have
1: absolutely no red flags about this relationship. That's what I'm saying. Like, not only is she okay with it, she <laughs> seems to be, like, trying to comfort him. Like, he's not the one that just murdered an entire family of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear so, God. It's like, I understand his, his mom's dead. I get it. There's more pressing matters, though, Padme. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
2: Oh, no, my oh, mom God. died. Time to kill a whole bunch of people.
1: Yeah, and it's <laughs> like... And, again, even if, like, you're so angry that you're like, I am going to just kill everybody who might have had anything to do with my mom's death. I can understand that. But then you see the women and children and you go, yeah, you're going to die, too. It's like, okay, now you're just being a fucking dick.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm having a bad day. I'm just going to roll with this. <laughs>
1: uh so uh he he really does just like have a tendency towards some dark side shenanigans and he ultimately has that get used against him because by the time revenge of the sith comes around uh it is revealed that palpatine is in fact uh not just the supreme chancellor and uh like commander-in-chief or whatever the fuck they call it of the clone army of the republic he is, in fact, also the Dark Lord of the Sith. He's just been right there working with the Jedi the whole time, and they were so blind, they couldn't fucking tell.
0: Yep, turns and out he's been Jerry from that Pixar short the whole time.
1: It was an pop- old man playing along. chess with
0: himself in the park.
1: And, um... And they do the fucking, like, this party's over. Oh, wait, no, that was episode two. What? What? Uh, oh, yeah, it's the are you threatening me? <laughs> Are you threatening me, Master Jedi? It's the fucking way talks, then. The way he talks in that movie is so fucking good. Do it.
0: <laughs>
1: I am the Senate. Do it. Kill <laughs> him. I don't think either one of you watched Game Grubs, right? I have. Oh, cool. Uh, if you haven't seen it, then you need to look up game grumps do it
2: <laughs> do it
1: he threw it
2: <laughs> I, that was the first game grumps thing I've actually ever seen
1: really uh, yeah. it was a great bit because they just like uh, uh Jordan you don't know about this do you I do not uh they, they were talking about palpatine and the way he said do it and then like for <laughs> two episodes uh, they they were just like uh hey if you see someone choking on their food uh, do you think he's like Chew it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, like, if he's about to get mugged in an alley, he's like, don't do it. <laughs> uh, or it's like, hey, uh, uh, I really need to confuse this issue. Misconstrue it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how'd the baseball game go? He threw it.
1: Hey, how'd you do on your date? Blew it. <laughs> Blew it. And what was the thing he was saying? It was something about, like, uh, some Jewish prayer or something. It was like, hey, we're at Yom Kippur or something. Would you like to say the Lord's Prayer? Do it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Palpatine winds up uh, fucking up three Jedi immediately uh, and He's fighting Samuel L. Jackson, and then uh, Anakin comes in, having heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise, with certain details omitted, uh, like how Pal- they killed him, uh, Palpatine told him all about how, like, oh, you could totally save the life of someone you love with this power, and you can't learn it, not from a Jedi, uh, and uh, it's like, that immediately should have been a red flag, right? Like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and he keeps doing that slow villain turn
1: with his head. He did it like four <laughs> times. <laughs> as, as far as Anakin is aware, and most people in the canon at this uh, certain era, there's only two force-using groups. One of them is the Jedi, and if he's saying, you can't learn this force power from the Jedi, it's like, what the fuck did you think he was implying, Anakin? <laughs> Right, I'm sure he was talking about the Night Sisters. Okay.
0: Thoroughly established that
1: Anakin is not particularly bright. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he was talking about the infinite empire, because anyone knows what the fuck that is.
0: You know, I guess that's fair enough. Anakin knows about the Night Sisters. He could he could think, oh, what do I know? There maybe there's like some
1: other force people. Who knows? That's stupid.
2: <laughs> Palpatine's his daddy.
1: He's just so oh my God. dumb. <laughs> but anyway, uh and so, like, he, he comes in as Mace Windu has Palpatine dead to rights. Uh, Palpatine begs for his life. Mace Windu's like, he's the Dark Lord of the Sith. And up until this point, Anakin had been having visions of Padme dying. And uh, he did all the thinking with his penis and decided to murder Mace Windu. And then immediately he's was like, what have I done? It's like, no, no, this is pretty on brand for you, actually, Anakin. You're constantly just murdering people and fucking everything up.
2: There, There is one thing I did not get about that part of the movie, even though multiple watching it so many times, is the fact that when Mace Windu pretty much has him dead to rights, he's he wants to kill him. But like that's not the Jedi way. They should have imprisoned him or done something.
1: Well, that's the thing. Uh, that's actually been explained because Mace Windu... Uh, he is closer to a gray Jedi. He actually uses the dark side sometimes. He just tempers it with his own discipline. That like, I
0: know. And his reasoning is pretty sound in that scene.
1: Yeah. Also, they kill the Sith Synod all the time. And the courts. <laughs> they kill Sith all the time. So I don't understand why Anakin was like, he should be brought in. It's like, no, this is what we do. These are the one guys we're totally okay to kill. Like, Yeah, Obi-Wan presumably did it.
0: And then, that's Uh, how it looked, anyway.
1: And, and like, the... Oh, but the whole thing with Mace Windu is, uh, again, the better Clone Wars series, Fight Me Scrubs, uh, (laughs) actually had its own Mace Windu episode where it showed that, like, you know, some people have, like, a Force Power specialization, right? Uh, Kit Fisto has his Force Bubbles and everything. Um, Mace Windu's power is Force Punching. Like, (laughs) he he gathers a shit ton of Force in his fists, punches and like punches rapidly and hard enough to cave in the chassis of a super battle droid like immediately and he's just like he loses his lightsaber for a while and he literally is just punching an entire (laughs) army to death and it's like holy shit this guy's a madman also that's definitely dark side he's using
0: (laughs) yeah this dude is violent
1: but he like, woke up I'm and shows sure violence, like, and the, that's the entire reason he has the purple lightsaber is because it's halfway between the blue and the red.
2: And you know, I mean, House the real, Star wars loves their symbolism. The,
1: the, real, the real reason is because Mace, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was like, I want a purple lightsaber, and they're like, All right, whatever you want, Sam. <laughs> you don't say no to Samuel L. Jackson,
2: <laughs> honestly, I'd want a purple lightsaber too.
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool it's pretty cool um so uh now having murdered uh, uh as far as he was aware at the time the last jedi master um anakin is like I- i'm full in i guess he gets renamed as darth vader uh he gets some uh gonorrhea in his eye i think that's the one that makes your eyes turn yellow right probably did you um, see
2: gonorrhea in his eye <laughs>
1: yeah uh it's one of those it's either like chlamydia or gonorrhea it turns your eyes yellow so that was the joke when that movie came out that he had an std
2: (laughs) (laughs) fucking (laughs) patame
1: told you man she was an attractive senator she probably got around long before anakin was legal (laughs) uh but anyway um yeah, and uh, Oh yeah, the fun part uh, what, It's funny whenever in the sequel trilogy They talk about how reverent The uh, lightsaber of Luke Skywalker is Because it's also the lightsaber That is the youngling killer 9000 Oh, oh boy Because <laughs> Anakin goes into a room Full of toddlers and murders them yeah, That's <laughs> my Skywalker. favorite scene There's too many of them That's so sad what, what was that one meme? It was like... I can't remember. It, it's like one of those that's along the lines of like swiggity-sweetie coming for the booty. It was like something-something, <laughs> uh, time to murder children or something.
2: There was one meme I saw where uh, it was just that. They called him Master Skywalker and he looked at them and said what did you say? And activates his all- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh god. <laughs> So uh, at this point, evil, and then he winds up uh, being confronted on Mustafar, the lava planet, by Padme, who is pregnant and like ready to pop at any second, and um, she's like. Oh my God, Anakin, you gotta stop. And then, like, Obi-Wan had actually stowed away on the ship, unknown to Padme. So he comes out and he's just immediately like, You're working with him. And then starts choking Padme to death. (laughs) And, And it's like, I thought you were literally doing all of this, all of this to save her life. And then you are the reason she died, you fucking idiot. You are a failure. I can't wait till you get in that goddamn suit because then you're immediately less shitty. Um, <laughs> Except in this particular movie. I don't so they... know. I People still make fun of the no scene, but I the no still... The is real weird. No. <laughs> I still like it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, okay. it's also great because like he's warping all of the objects and like crushing people without even meaning. I to like that. That's the sheer really cool. amount of force that he's giving off. Like that's how powerful he is at that point. And there is there's some argument to be made that um, he's more powerful in the force now uh, that he's like half uh, cybernetic because it's this idea of like you your body has a set amount of like force, but because he has less body now, it, it's he doesn't lose that amount. It's now condensed in on itself. Okay, I'll buy that.
2: See, I heard um, the complete opposite.
0: That's some space wizard math, <laughs> but okay.
1: Well, uh, it, it's, it's argued that that's the case because he starts doing way more ridiculous feats with the Force after he becomes Darth Vader. But also, he's also physically more powerful because, again, his limbs are fucking robotic now. So...
0: Yeah, he can pick people up with one arm and throw them around.
1: Yeah, it's he. He really likes choking people, whether it's forced choke or not. Like I'm telling you, go-coo. man, he's
0: got some deep
2: kink in there somewhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: Padme was into some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> How do you
1: think oh, he got God. that STD? This, this is how I carry on my love for my dead wife. This is how I will murder people for now <laughs> This is now how I long. deal with it's my real grief. <laughs> really, he was just trying to get one last fuck before he had to fight Obi-Wan. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's why he choked her.
0: Oh, dear
1: God. <laughs> hey, Obi-Wan, give me just a second. I got, some, uh, I got something I got to do here. <laughs> the little yeah,
0: cyborg who
2: couldn't.
1: <laughs> and then uh, Obi-Wan is like, stop. You're killing her, and he's like, "Oh fuck, uh, Obi Wan, up!" Uh, y- yes, I was killing her. <laughs> That's all that was happening. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. Long story short, big old Bing Bang Boom laser sword fight. Uh, can we talk real quick? the The bit where they twirl their lightsabers for like two seconds straight. It's stupid. Epic stupid epic. Dumb.
2: it was epic i'm sorry it's beautiful they were literally it's... trying to find a weakness in each other's defenses no, that's what they're that fucking was
1: twirling their sticks like batons <laughs> and they're looking like doing a behind the back move and everything and then it's all for like one like like one little clash and it's like that is not a move that will ever be useful in a fight. And no, if you're like, I'm going to analyze and try to find a weakness in my opponent's stance or whatever, you know what you do? You hold your sword in front of you in a guarded position and while you analyze them so that you can block yourself. You don't start spinning your weapon behind your back so that you can yeah, immediately get stabbed in the gullet. It, would throw it your is opponent so well
0: choreographed that I do <laughs> not care for logic at this point. <laughs>
1: I argue that it's terribly choreographed for that moment. The rest of the fight is fantastically choreographed, but I find that part of choreography is that it needs to have some semblance of sense. It can't just look cool. Yes, it's very cool. They spun the glowy stick, but, <laughs> but it immediately took me out of the fight. and I was like, what the fuck are they doing? Because, like, for everything else that happens in that fight, like, where they grab each other's lightsaber arm, and they're, like, struggling, and it's very visceral and grounded, or, like, every clash feels like they're, like, really pushing against each other. Yeah, it's, a like, bit one where, like, of the
0: only moments in Star Wars that devolves into a fist fight. <laughs>
1: pretty much. Uh, it's, like, it's very... Like, that fight is so heavy, both with, like, the implications of what is to come, the drama of what came before, the choreography feels so grounded, the environment that they're in is so treacherous and dangerous, everything is so perfect, but they do that fucking spin and it's dumb! <laughs>
2: <laughs> come on, if, sorry, you, had- if you had a fucking lightsaber, would you not spin it?
1: Not when I'm fighting for my life. I do it like when I'm showing off to someone. (laughs) Anyway, uh, he gets his arms and legs cut off because Obi-Wan had the high ground. Like, that means fucking anything (laughs) in a series where they have force speed and force jump and telekinesis.
0: Yeah, well, I guess guess based on where he's standing and where Anakin's standing, what I like is that Obi-Wan, the way I like to think of it at least, is that Obi-Wan knows that the only way for Anakin to get an advantage is to jump over him the same way he himself jumped over Maul. So he's real good at... He's like, I know exactly what you're going to do because this is the kind of training that I would have imparted on you. So I know how to defeat it. So I was was
1: waiting for that argument of yours because we've had this discussion before because now I've come up with a counter-argument. Oh, no. What (laughs) if he ran around...
0: Well, it's, it's too low. <laughs> it's too low.
1: It, it's too no low no no few... no. It was a slight hill with an incline of maybe five feet, and he could use force speed and just run around a little bit and go up the hill slightly farther away.
0: No, it's too low because we see that like <laughs> we see that like five to six feet in front of Obi Wan is where you start catching on fire. But Anakin was already in front of the fire catching zone. No, he was on the platform out in the river.
2: Which protected him from the heat.
0: Yeah. He wasn't on the hill yet. He was still in the, in the river on the little platform thing. And so if he jumped yes. in front of Obi-Wan, he catches on fire. So his only option is to jump behind Obi-Wan, but Obi-Wan knows exactly how to defeat that exact move. Well, then
1: I still bring up my other counter argument. They still have telekinesis. Why didn't he float his platform over?
0: Yeah, okay, sure. That's fair. <laughs> because Anakin is
1: not very bright. He's a because fucking failure, that's why. Because that's then you have
0: hey. that
2: awesome scene where he got all of his limbs cut off. Yeah. yeah.
1: they, they we get one George Skywalker Lukas, extra crispy. <laughs> George Lucas couldn't figure out how he becomes uh, like trapped in the suit, so he was like, uh, uh, we designed... Or, sorry, hang on. We, we designed the rest of this fight, and uh, I, I really need to come up with a way that... It, but I'm tired, so fuck it.
0: (laughs) Yep. It's like poetry, it rhymes.
1: (laughs) So, uh, he he gets his arms and legs chopped off. Well, I'm sorry, he gets one of his arms chopped off, and it was the only real arm that he still had, because he already had the other arm chopped off in the last movie. Um, And uh, then uh, he gets his uh leg nub dipped just a little bit in the lava just just a touch it's still enough to set his whole body on fire so uh he he's left and then obi-wan's like yeah i shouldn't double tap or anything like i'll just uh," and it's like people are like well he didn't want to kill him it's like no he was already killing him it's just now he was leaving him to slowly suffocate to death through burned ashy lungs
0: yeah he really should have like and stabbed did him. him
1: through the head with his lightsaber it, it, at that point it, yeah if you wanted to do like the merciful thing and like because you love this man who used to be like your brother then yeah you should have killed him quickly with your lightsaber
0: but and he, no, he picks just... up anakin's lightsaber and i love the bold-faced lie when he gives it to luke of your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I
1: didn't your hear father. him say
0: that. From his I just
2: perspective, perspective, it was it, that's what happened.
1: <laughs> he was just screaming. Sounds, he didn't say anything like that. It sounds a lot more inspirational than your father tried to murder you in utero. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw the saw the meme of
0: of like Obi Wan saying, "Ah, your father. This is your father's lightsaber. He used it to murder eighteen children, and then <laughs> and then I killed nice." Cut off all of his limbs and left him burning in a volcano. But here is your laser
1: sword. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, Yeah, and uh, after that, uh Palpatine manages to get to him before he fucking dies. And he puts him in a cybernetic suit with new limbs and everything and a respirator. And then we hear the iconic...
2: Boy, yep. the yeah, the
1: Yeah, <laughs> first
0: the first time you hear that that first breath after you, you hear the you hear the dramatic music and the chorus and everything, John Williams at his absolute best, and then the helmet is lowering down and then it clicks and then you hear that little air the decompressing little sound, of like, yeah, the, the, yeah, all the, back the, the back air ceiling. pressurizing, and then he takes his first breath and I was like, oh boy, this is an emotional moment for me.
1: Uh, so, I have a, a, a take. Uh, I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but it's a take. No about, one knew it probably. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so spicy. Uh, <laughs> when, when it comes to the prequel movies, I think they look pretty bad because they were not yet at a point where all CGI environments could be done effectively. And they were really pushing for the entirely CGI, all green screen thing. Um, now, that being said, everyone says, yeah. But in episode three, it looks really cool. And my argument is that's because there's a stark divide between the way that the world looks in episodes one and two and episodes four, five and six. And episode three had to bridge the divide. So it is a transition piece. So it only looks better because it looks more like the aesthetic of the original movies, like the bit where Darth Vader is in uh, the surgery room getting the suit put on him and it's all black and white. That is a sort of environment, that's a sort of set taken straight out of the original trilogy. Like, they were very minimalist with their colors in their sets. They kept it to two, maybe three colors with an accent sometimes. Mm. And the only colors that really popped were those of the characters themselves on screen, on top of the set. But in the first two episodes, the minimalist aesthetic is fucking gone they CGI everything and there's so much happening constantly that it it, the the characters don't pop they sort of fade into the background almost and but like imagine just about any scene in Star Wars Uh, on on Tatooine everything's mostly brown Uh, in the Mos Eisley Cantina there's more color but everything's dark so it still sort of bleeds into a similar like aesthetics the the death star it's all the same colored hallways uh the fucking like hoth it's all blue and white like everything is extremely minimalist and when they do that and it's the same things with like the reactor control room that they fight in in episode five uh, or the carbon freezing chamber sorry um uh and all that like everything looks so good because it doesn't overcomplicate the backgrounds. And I find that as they transition to that, like, Mustafar is all red. So that's part of the reason why it starts to look more like classic Star Wars is because they start going more into the minimalist aesthetic. That's
0: an interesting point.
1: And um, I, I find... Uh, like, I, I'm, I am a sucker for minimalist aesthetic. Like, it, I find when things aren't so busy that they have a much more clear focal point maybe it's because i do have adhd but i find that much more appealing and uh it gives my scattered brain a greater focus on what i'm supposed to be paying attention to (sighs) all right uh jordan are you still good to talk here for a little bit longer or do you want us to give you a way out well, I am probably going
0: to yeah bail out, bail out as you guys get into the original trilogy era of Vader. But before I go, uh, since we're right at the turning point, let's talk about how the the Jedi are kind of responsible for this shit. Because one hundred percent, because it's like you know Yoda has his fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, and yeah, kind of true as in a sort of societal sense that being afraid of stuff leads you to hating it and then you get angry and then everyone suffers. But um, but on a personal sense, all this suppressing emotion doomed this kid from the start.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He uh. was and they keep saying he's too old for us to to start training him. And they maybe should have gone with that impulse because, yeah, this kid was not successfully indoctrinated into this emotionless society young enough for him to be able to suppress all these emotions. I
2: like that you use the word indoctrinating because that's literally what the Jedi Order does.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They they grab those kids super young, so they're super impressionable. It's the same shit as, like, uh, fucking the, the fucked up shit that they do in Halo where they flash clone a kidnapped kid so that the parents see their child die in a couple of days, but they have the real one. And they're like, Hey, you've got nothing to go back to. So now you're primed for indoctrination. Um, you love the military now. <laughs> and it it's very similar. It's like the, the, I feel like the average star Wars fan still has this idea that the Jedi are all good. And the Sith are all evil. And yeah, uh, no, they are they, horribly flawed. They really, Jay, we were just having a talk about like religion yesterday and how like, the idea of God and the devil is infinitely more interesting when it's not good versus evil, but it's order versus freedom. Mm. And that's exactly what the Jedi and the Sith really are. It is one demands order and discipline and dedication uh, to sort of crystallize your entire being into a single focus. And the other wants you to be able to live your life and go
2: do whatever the fuck wild you want. Movies. Yeah. Interesting fact about the Jedi Order that kind of proves the fact that they're fucked up is if the parent doesn't want their kid to be going into the Jedi Order, the Jedi have two options at that point. They can either kidnap that kid or they can straight up kill it kill it in fear that it'll fall to the dark side.
1: Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Uh, again, and that's why, like whenever uh people bring up the criticisms about the last jedi and they're like oh they're just trampling on the jedi of the past it's like good did you pay attention they were terrible
0: (laughs) yeah luke is completely right when he
1: gives that speech about how dumb the jedi were yeah (laughs) absolutely and it's like you you can't fucking Tell someone who was a part of the Jedi that he doesn't know what he's talking about, and that the Jedi were good. No, he was there, dude. Like, and for any of us who have paid really close attention to the Order of the Jedi, like, not just what we see in the movies, but like in all of the extended stuff, the video games, and the the fucking old Republic uh, history. And I'm aware that's fifty thousand years separate, but still, it. It's still remarkably similar <laughs> uh, in many ways. And, uh, like, uh, in every book, every show, like, every every bit more of the Jedi Order we get to see just proves more and more that they are not good, they are better than the Sith, but they are fucked up in their own ways. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Jordan, um, If you're going to have to get going, uh, I will give you the opportunity to do your plugs.
0: All right. So I will go ahead and plug the Fandom Optimists, which you can find pretty much everywhere that this podcast is available. You can follow that on Twitter at Fandom Optimists. My closing thoughts will be I'm going to side with Yoda. Don't give yourself over to hatred don't define yourself by it but i'm gonna vehemently disagree with yoda that you should never allow yourself to feel fear or anger don't hide from your emotions but don't give in to the darkness and stay optimistic that's gonna be (laughs) my closing thoughts
1: i appreciate it man thank you for coming on to this um and uh next time we talk about us I'll have both of you on for that again. Uh, me and Jay are going to now talk about the original trilogy, but uh, you know, it, it was it was lovely having you here, my friend. It was a nice Thanks for
0: having me, and when I leave, this is probably
1: going to stop your recording, so
0: <laughs> be,
1: be <Awesome>. braced. <laughs> so, All right. we'll, I, I might have to merge cuts. That's fine.
0: Yeah, you may have to. Alright, I'm going to bail out right here. See you guys. Alright, later. later.
1: Oh, cool! It's still going, right? Hello.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said that, and then I didn't hear anything from you, and I was like, "Or not?" <laughs> okay. <sighs> so, Jay, we're now in the original trilogy. Later. Uh, there's now I'm getting to a point where it's like I I have figure out what i want to talk about because there's also a lot of in between stuff that happens um mm. uh, you know what i want to uh open up what i believe is the perfect quote to encapsulate the legacy of darth vader not anakin skywalker specifically darth vader okay. um okay. there's a comic uh and uh, there's there's a comic panel where Darth Vader is in the middle of like a barren uh, field area, like there's no grass or anything. It's just all, all just dirt and like some hills. And there's probably about fifty to a armed soldiers, like taking cover behind the hills and uh, you know spread out in a circle around him. And they say give it up, Vader. And he simply ignites his lightsaber, looks up, and says, the only thing I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men.
2: That gave me chills. <laughs>
1: it was right, because he proceeded to murder every single one of them. Oh, it's so good. The, the entirety of Darth Vader is just he is like a force of nature put in a suit he is he's not a man anymore he is just a terror on legs and he is so unnervingly powerful that in one of my favorite star wars video games of all time star wars fallen order no matter what beast uh or trained assassin that you are fighting against it is always a proper fight The objective is always to defeat this enemy even if they are wildly stronger than you even if ultimately you don't really deal the finishing blow and some sort of environmental thing happens that separates you from them you never really are told to just run away you're you're always trying to improve and get stronger and beat the bad guy and then you fight the technical final boss because it's the only one that's still a fight at the end and as, as you begin to talk down, uh, I believe it's the second sister, um, she, she starts to come around that maybe she can rejoin the light side, and then there's just a dull thudding she hears in the background, and she starts having a panic attack and hyperventilating, and then you just hear the, and you see him step out of the mist in the background, and he immediately just murders her, uh, seemingly kills your character's mentor, And the game objective becomes run. (laughs) (laughs) And if you take a moment to pause and look at Darth Vader's character entry, while every other one is like, oh, they have this ability and they're this skilled and they're super dangerous, proceed with caution or whatever. Darth Vader's is like, you're not going (laughs) to (laughs) win. And sure enough, You just have to book it because Darth Vader is that dude that when he shows up, you're like, I'm either going to get away, barely, or I'm going to die. That is my only options.
2: And it's funny, too, because usually in games like that, it's very hard, like super hard, but you can still beat the boss. And this one, you just can't.
1: (laughs) No, like the second that you like move to attack him he like immediately just like, freezes your body in place with the force if you do manage to swing your lightsaber at him he just effortlessly blocks it um like uh and then like immediately counterattacks you with something much more brutal that's unblockable uh like he hits you maybe two times before uh cal who's your character is just like fuck this <laughs> and the camera immediately turns 180 degrees to the <laughs> exit <laughs> uh it's like you can't throw anything at him he can either immediately force deflect things uh much stronger than you can force throw them uh or he'll just let them hit him and they ping off his fucking half metallic body anyway and it's just like uh and what's terrifying is that like he moves real slow because he's kind of like a tank now right yeah uh, and so, like, you you outrun him. You get in an elevator. You go up to a completely different level of the facility. You uh, you walk through. You open a door, and he's suddenly somehow in front of you, even though there was no other way up there to your knowledge. <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh, what the fuck? How are you faster than me, too?" <laughs> it, he's he's terrifying. He's. Uh, And it's like, I feel like we didn't get a proper sense of just how terrifying he is in the original trilogy, because at that point he was sort of old and, you know, the effects and the choreography weren't as intense, but like uh, a great scene to showcase how scary he is, is from Rogue One. I hate Rogue One, but that scene, oh my God, it almost made me fall in love with that movie entirely.
2: That was Um, an amazing scene.
1: It was so good and it was so and again it keeps to the minimalist aesthetic I'm talking about um, it, they're in like a white hallway right mm-hmm. but uh, the lights go out and the red emergency lights come on and it's further lit red by the red glowing of his lightsaber and it's just him uh, in his black suit with all the red lighting around him so he still pops out amidst the red um, and just him carving through these henchmen. And it's just like, oh, And it's like, they're so afraid. They're trying to get out or kill him to survive. And it's like, it's like being trapped inside a cave with a bear at the cave entrance. You're just like, what do I even try to do here? Because <laughs> nothing is an option. Um, yeah, the I feel like most everybody like knows the general story of Darth Vader at this point, but um, essentially uh, Luke Skywalker, 20 years after, you know, surviving, being born from his dying mother, um, he winds up on this big quest to save princess Leia from the planet killing space station known as the death star. And he never even saw Darth Vader face to face in the first movie His only real interaction with Vader was when they both got in a starfighter. Uh, Vader was in a TIE fighter and um, Luke was in an X-Wing. And it was during the trench run when um, Luke had to fire his proton torpedo to blow up the Death Star. And Vader was on his ass with two flanking um, other TIE fighter pilots with him. And... He was really showing why he used to be uh, called the greatest pilot uh, in the galaxy, you know, before he was the most terrifying man in the galaxy. Um, Because he was really fucking up this entire squadron of X-Wings with just, like, two escorts. And uh, really, like, uh, the only mention that he even makes of Luke is the Force is strong with this one. And then I have you now, when he has him targeted. And then he... The only reason that Luke survives that is because Han comes out of nowhere with the Millennium Falcon, immediately blows up one of the escorts, shoots the other one in the wing, so it veers off course, and then knocks Vader off course. So Vader does a flippy-dippy through space until the next movie. Uh, but then in Empire, that is when uh, Vader's tuned in to the fact that that guy who blew up the Death Star, he is the son of Anakin Skywalker. And vader's like that's that that's impossible and palpatine's like no dude you're a fucking idiot she lived and gave birth like (laughs) and he's like oh shit so he uh he is very quick to be like maybe we could turn him to our side and palpatine's like "Mm." (laughs) and vader's like come on man he's my kid and he's like fine try it but if he doesn't join kill him and uh so that leads to the famous confrontation in the carbon freezing chamber where Vader really just makes Luke look like a bitch for that entire fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, really anything that is like impressive that Luke does is just using his wits and his skill that he's cobbled together so far to escape a situation where Vader would have easily won. Impressive that he's surviving as long as he is really. Um. But uh, yeah, uh, Vader chops off Luke's hand, and like then father like son, and then decides to tell him, "I'm your dad." Boogie woogie woogie, woogie. <laughs> uh, and it's like, you know what? Again, maybe that's the Anakin fuck up in you, but personally, I would have told him that before I chopped off his hand and gave him reason to hate me in pain and anger?
2: So you would have told him before and then chopped off his hand?
1: I would have told him and then if he he was like, fuck you, dad, then I would have chopped off his hand.
2: (laughs) You're not my dad.
1: Nice. Now either join me or I chop the rest of you up. (laughs) He's like, look, man, I He's yep. giving me two options, recruit you or kill you. So one of those is happening by the end of the day. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Luke manages to get away because he just takes a dive, manages to slide through some weird space chutes. What even was that place that they were in with the chutes?
2: I think it was supposed to be for trash. if i'm remembering correctly but it's also kind of weird because if it's for trash why would there be so many different chutes leading out different ways
1: and why would there be a weird balcony walkway like overlooking it all yeah like oh yeah it's time to do the daily job of looking at trash as it goes through our automated system <laughs> like isn't that the point of an automated system that you don't gotta look at it yeah um uh, yeah, so, just, I... Whatever that room is, I'm sure they have fucking got plans to make a movie to explain that room. Just like how they had plans to make a movie to explain Han Solo's jacket.
2: And his dice.
1: Um, and his name.
2: Yeah, that was stupid.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, after that, really, the culmination of Darth Vader's story is in Return of the Jedi, where um he's not been successful at recruiting luke luke has had some time to you know become more skilled as a jedi um uh they, they they start making a second death star and this time palpatine decides to be on it because he wants to oversee the dark side turning of luke himself because well if anakin skywalker can't get luke to turn to the dark side then the guy who made anakin skywalker turn to the dark side probably can um so and he's pretty effective he starts pissing luke off talking about how he's going to kill all his friends and everything and luke actually does try to behead him and vader's right there to block it so palpatine's pretty happy with the situation um and the the first ever lightsaber throw happens there. Uh, they really should do it more often. <laughs> yeah, uh, incredibly effective. But uh, Vader throws his lightsaber, uh, cuts the walkway that Luke is standing on, and then uses the force to boomerang it back into his hand. Um, uh, it's in like every single video game, and they've only ever done it like once in the movies. But um, just they, like force feeling. Uh, yeah uh so they uh they're they're ramping up their fight and luke is starting to go full dark side now he just starts wailing super aggressive on darth vader over and over and over and over pummeling the shit out of him as vader is, like, on his knees now, trying to block these heavy, heavy strikes. And then he successfully takes off Vader's arm, um, only to see, like, it was already cybernetics. He's already lost most of his body. Um, And uh, Palpatine does his fucking do it thing again, (laughs) encouraging Luke to kill his place as the new Dark Lord of the Sith. And Luke just tosses his lightsaber aside and is like, I won't do it. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Or that might have been the line earlier. I can't remember. I haven't watched this movie super many times. But um and Palpatine's like, all right, fuck you then. And it starts <laughs> force lightning uh, the shit out of Luke. And Luke's just like, father, help. And Vader in a moment of um, prophecy fulfillment, as well as trying to make up for 20-something years of being the worst dad in the galaxy. Uh, Just grabs Palpatine from behind, lifts him over his head like he's a fucking gremlin or something, and just, like, yeets him off the side uh, of uh, the railing and down into the core, and Palpatine fucking explodes. Uh, But Vader also got fried by a bunch of that Force lightning that was still coming out because he, I guess... Palpatine developed rigor mortis all of a sudden and his arms were still straight out and shooting electricity out of them. And he's just like, ah, ah. (laughs) Um, So all of Vader's cybernetic systems are shutting down now. And um, he's going to die one way or the other. So the Death Star is about to blow up. He asks Luke to remove his helmet so that he can see him with his own eyes. And we see the really... Fucked up head of uh, Anakin Skywalker, and I, um,
2: I hate that they gave him eyebrows. <laughs> Why? It just doesn't feel right knowing that he was like burnt to a fucking crisp, and then now he has eyebrows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I suppose that's true, yeah. But uh, you, you know what's funny is the first time I actually saw that scene, um, I I thought he had like toilet paper stuck to his head. Because of like the makeup work that they use to make it look like he was scarred and punctured in certain places on his head, it, 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 I don't know why. It, I was just like, oh, that looks like that thing that you do when you wet toilet paper and you like press it to like your forehead or something, mm-hmm. whatever. But anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, uh, he, he talks to him for a little bit. Uh, Luke leaves the Death Star blows up. Um, he at least took Vader's helmet because it's burned in the funeral pyre. Um,
2: but not completely,
1: and... nope, it's just kind of melty the next time we see it. <laughs> um, and uh, apparently, doing that, killing Palpatine, was good enough. For Anakin Skywalker to go to Star Wars heaven and become a force ghost uh, and smile next to Yoda and Obi-Wan at the end of it all which is like no fuck you get away from me you murdered me stay the fuck away you, why are you even a force ghost you did not turn to the light at the end everyone's like oh Darth Vader was redeemed no he wasn't he did one good thing after 20 years of Of murdering everyone.
2: I also hate the fact that they changed his force ghost to the original Anakin Skywalker, while the other two are just, like, still old as
1: shit. (laughs) (laughs) They changed it to Hayden Christensen in the re-releases, and it's like, no, let it be the original guy you fucks like why would he look younger the others clearly look the way they did when they died if you were going to change it to Hayden Christensen why didn't you change Ewan McGregor or fucking Obi-Wan to Ewan McGregor oh yeah it's because uh, you actually have respect for uh, Alec Guinness but you don't have respect for the poor guy who originally played Anakin Skywalker you fucks Yeah. so anyway uh, and that's more or less where darth vader's story ends though uh some legacy uh ben solo would one day try to emulate his grandfather but uh he ultimately has to learn the lesson that he's very different from vader and he's got to do things his own way which is a a nice lesson for the kids to learn you can have an icon an idol even if they're the world's greatest child murderers but you you still can only take aspects from them you still got to be you um
2: what's that saying you should never meet your idols <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah cuz i feel like ben would have probably got choked at some point <laughs> probably Speaking of, uh, let's talk about abilities. So pretty much everybody knows, but Darth Vader uh, is a master of lightsaber combat. Um, I could probably look at what forms he knows, but I don't feel like it. <laughs> um, he, Because really, lightsaber forms sort of take a back seat with his new methodology of like moving. He's just yeah. very slow and deliberate. And he just swings that fucking sword like it's a baseball bat, and he'll just cleave right through you. Interesting
2: um, fact about his suit: Emperor Palpatine actually made it so it would be weak to his Force lightning.
1: What a bitch! Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense because it's the rule of two thing, but like, wow, man, it's a pussy shit yeah <laughs> it, it it also looks like it shouldn't be because it's very padded.
2: yeah, but he specifically designed it for that <laughs> fucking asshole..
1: God. Jesus. Um, Vader's main thing is the force. He really likes his force jokes, but he can also do a lightsaber throw. Uh, he can sense someone's presence as well as their intentions uh, by reaching out with his mind to uh, you know, touch someone else's. Um, he's capable of force persuasion, just like uh, anyone else who's proficient enough in the force is. Uh, telekinesis? Oh, man. The- this man straight up made a storm of random debris and just started fucking Luke up for a while in that fight scene.
2: <laughs> yeah
1: as well as again with the final quote unquote boss of jedi fallen order um the the way he just like makes uh it's like a expanding bubble of force outwards from himself and it just warps the uh, metal grating that they're standing on and he's just having everything in the environment starts floating so it suddenly turns from a walkway into an obstacle course where you have to leap and wall run and dive and everything uh it's just like, man, he's, he does a lot at once. And it's like, uh, I know it's not canon, but um, the Force Awakens games, uh, Starkiller, who is Darth Vader's apprentice in those games, pulls a fucking Star Destroyer out of the sky, and he's still implied that he's, like, maybe on the level of how strong in the Force Vader is. It's like, yeah. holy shit!
2: I find it funny, That if you count Darth Vader and Anakin as the same people, he's technically had two Padawans, one that he trained in the light side and then one he trained in the dark side.
1: Yep. I think that's cool. It is cool. But but they won't let Starkiller be canon because we can't have nice things.
2: He should be canon.
1: You know who else should be canon? Fucking Kyle Katarn. Mm. I was so excited when the Mandalorian introduced the dark troopers... Yeah. Because they first appeared in Dark Forces, which is the first game that Kyle Katarn appeared in. So I was like, Is Kyle Katarn going to appear in the show? Of course not. Why would he? Fuck me. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, and, and like in addition to the force powers and the lightsaber combat, again, he's a cyborg. He is ridiculously physically strong. Like the the first time we see him. He grabs a man by the throat and lifts him up like a solid, like three feet off the ground, pretty effortlessly, and just chokes him to death with one hand, uh, like crushing his fucking uh uh uh, what's the word for it? What's the word for your throat? Uh, Larynx. Oh, that's it. Crushes his larynx beneath his fingers and then just tosses him aside against one of the walls, and it's it's not even like he like. Twist his body to get the momentum. Nope, just his torso is still. He just moves his arm. It's like that's how much strength he has.
2: I love the scene where he's choking an admiral, and he's like, "Do not choke on your ads. uh What was it? The uh, aspiration. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that was an uh, epic scene.
1: He he talked kind of differently in the first movie. Mm. Like because
2: he has a di- he had a different actor, didn't he?
1: No, no. Um, So, okay, the deal with Vader's actor is um, David Prowse is the man that was actually in the suit because he's tall as fuck. Mm. Um, But uh, what's really fucked up, David Prowse did the entire performance in that first movie. He spoke every line and delivered every delivery because he thought that he was going to have his voice be on camera. They just never told him that they dubbed over him with James Earl Jones and he didn't find out until the movie premiered and he saw it in theaters.
2: Oh, that is dirty.
1: That's really fucked up. Oh. And uh and he was treated like shit by them for years and still he always came back to do it. Um he was always underappreciated. So as soon as the Star Wars fan community got wind of this, They started like revering David Prowse, like, man, you're the real hero. Like, you know, thank you so much for still putting up with this to give more enjoyment to the fans. I think Uh, he passed away recently.
2: Oh, no shit.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah. So, and don't get me wrong, love James Earl Jones. He does a fantastic uh, voice work as Darth Vader. Um, And really anything he's in, he's one of the most iconic voices. Mm. uh in the business like Mufasa (laughs) come on
2: he's like the equivalent of Morgan Freeman in terms of voices
1: for me I actually think that James Earl Jones is more recognizable than Morgan Freeman really yeah like I can pick up Morgan Freeman pretty quickly but as like the first syllable that comes out of James Earl Jones's mouth i'm just like ah this is my guy <laughs> um he was also great as the old man in the sandlot never seen it you've never seen the sandlot oh yeah i forget you're a baby
2: <laughs> i'm 20 years old dude
1: tiny baby
2: <laughs> pretty sure i was the youngest out of all three of us
1: Yes, Jordan is older than you, but I'm older than everyone, I guess. I'm just
2: Fucking old man.
1: Where's my cane? Okay, boomer. <laughs> Don't call me that! <laughs> that's the that's the one thing that takes the joke too far. <laughs> anyway, I'm a millennial, thank you very much. <laughs> we were made fun of by boomers. They called us yeah pussies and lazy and all that shit for decades we we walked so you could run (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh is there anything else that we should like talk about with darth vader
2: um i like the fact that his this is just a thing that i noticed is that his lightsaber as Darth Vader is pretty much just like a dark side version of his original lightsaber, if you compare them side to side.
1: Oh, yeah? I've actually always had a little bit of trouble differentiating lightsabers. I know some people are like professionals that just like, they'll see a lightsaber and they can immediately identify whose it is and what generation it is. And I'm just like, I don't... it. Uh, some of it is shiny. Flat metal and some of it is wobbly uh, old metal. Uh, Some have little doodles and some have little gizmos. Like, I don't know.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty decent at recognizing people's lightsabers. Like, I'm not the best because I don't know everybody, but.
1: Like, I think the easiest lightsabers for me to recognize are like those of Count Dooku. Because mm. he's got the curved handle, and nobody else had that shit except for, like, Asajj Ventress. That's true. Oh, I should say, Asajj Ventress from the 2003 series, I don't know if she had a curved handle in the Clone Wars. She did. Uh, okay. Two. Yeah, it, it was two single-blade curved lightsabers. I'm glad they kept that, because that was fucking iconic.
2: There is something I do want to mention about Star Wars that I find fucking hilarious.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know the, uh... oh god, I can't remember her name now. Okay, so you know Ahsoka Tano, right? Her, uh... uh
1: yeah. There I know is... a bit about her.
2: There was somebody on the Jedi Council who was the same species as her, but I can't remember her name right now.
1: Uh, Isla Sakura, right?
2: No, she was a Twi'lek, wasn't she?
1: Uh, I. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, Shock T.
2: Yep, that's it. She has been killed in Star Wars so many different times. <laughs> Cause she was killed in the original Clone Wars animated show, the one that we were just talking about. Yep. She was killed in the deleted scenes in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm she was killed in force awakens and i'm pretty uh, sure huh
1: in force awakens
2: yeah you kill her that's one of your people that you have to kill
1: uh oh okay i don't remember that or the one. force
2: unleashed why did i say force awakens
1: oh Sorry. I, well i still i was still thinking of the proper one so we both fucked up in the same way but yeah um because I know you, you first fight the guy that becomes your mentor and then you fight weird junk man.
2: Yep. And then you go to I forget which planet. But you go to a planet and you have to kill Shakti and her apprentice at the time, because she sees you kill him or her, ends up joining oh. the dark side and you have to fight right. her later okay. on.
1: I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then I'm don't quote me on this one, but I could have sworn she was also killed in the comics at some point, too. Probably. <laughs> but she's been killed so many different times.
0: She I find it guy. funny.
1: She's the uh, the fridge girl of, of uh, Star Wars. Do you know what that is? No. Uh, have you ever heard of fridging?
2: That sounds vaguely dirty, but no, I haven't. Um,
1: well, it's not dirty in the way you're thinking, but it is fucked up. It's a practice where a female character, usually a love interest, is introduced in a story specifically so that she can be murdered to provide um, uh, despair and motivation to the male lead. Damn. Um, the, the term originated because uh, the best Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, is... Um, He had a girlfriend, and the most significant thing his girlfriend ever did was one day he went home and opened his fridge, and he found her body chopped up into pieces and stuffed in the fridge uh, by one of his enemies. Harsh. Yeah, so that's fridging.
2: Okay. I don't Uh, think she was a potential love interest for anybody, though.
1: No, but she's the girl they seem to really enjoy killing, so I still say it
2: counts. (laughs) I was thinking she was more so like a Krillin of Star Wars.
1: You know what's funny is that Krillin actually hasn't died that many times more than anyone else. No? Uh, He died once in Dragon Ball. He died again when Frieza blew him up. He died again when everyone on earth was killed uh, by Majin Buu uh, and he died one more time in Dragon Ball GT but so that's four deaths but also like Chaozu died three times uh, Yamcha died twice uh, Goku has died three times I believe he died uh, first with rabbits then again with Cell or maybe it was just twice for him, okay, but the the point is like uh I think krillin does hold the record, but mm. there's plenty of other characters that have died two or three times. so krillin's four isn't that far and away from anyone else.
2: <laughs> so pretty much any DBZ character
1: <laughs> yeah. Except for Mr. Satan. He's the only one that's never died. (laughs) Ironically enough, because he's the worst. (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I think we're about done. I don't think there's really too much else you can say about Darth Vader. Like, in terms of iconography, he's up there with Spider-Man and Superman. Like, everybody knows who Darth Vader is. He is probably the most marketed character from the Star Wars franchise, right?
2: Easily, yeah.
1: Like, Luke, he looks like a guy, so they can't market him that much because the best part of marketing is a mascot character. And a mascot can't really look like a person. And Darth Vader does not look like a person. So he fits the mascot mold, and so he's easily marketable Uh, because you can put him easily as an action figure in a video game in a CGI whatever he looks right in any iteration whereas like if you try to make a cheap action figure of Luke Skywalker uh, well his face comes out looking fucked up because he's made of plastic and it's just not the same right so like, like you can make a cheap Action figure of Darth Vader really easily because you don't gotta worry about facial features, just do his mask. Yeah. Um, it's like he's been in all sorts of cameos. He was in Soul Calibur that one time.
2: <laughs> he was in Soul Caliber.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I want to say it was Soul Caliber 3, had three different versions. Cube version, uh, their secret character was Link from Legend of Zelda. Um, the PlayStation 2 version was, uh, Heihachi from, no, 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 no. I'm thinking of Spawn was, uh, on the Xbox and Heihachi was on PlayStation. That was Soul Calibur 3, I want to say, but the next one, Soul Calibur 4, um, Yoda and Darth Vader were in that game.
2: No shit.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, it's the fighting game where the thing is that everyone has weapons, um, and so their weapons were just their lightsabers.
2: Were they allowed to use the force?
1: I could not tell you. I didn't play it. I only oh. know that they were there. Fair enough. I mean, like, <laughs> it would have to be done in a way that it was part of their moveset. Because it's like the the all of the attacks in that game are physical attacks of some kind. Uh, but like they can still get wacky like Waldo uh fuck, Waldo Waldo uh do you know about this guy Waldo? No. He's a weird BDSM man who is covered in leather straps and blades and uh, like a gimp mask and he would do this thing where it's like he could like bend backwards into like a a ring and he would like spin along the ground and cut you up Uh, Or, like, sometimes he would, like, thrust his pelvis and uh, juggle you in the air with a move like that. Um, That's
2: rich. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Valdo was unnerving, and I loved playing as him.
2: (laughs) Imagine going into, like, a regular-ass fight, and then he's your (laughs) opponent.
1: Well, because all of his weapons were some sort of hand blade. So it was either, like, the tiger claws, like Wolverine has, or, like, just big old fucking, like, triple spade blades or whatever. But, like, one of his moves was he would, like, stab you with his hand blade, then lift you up over his head, and then just spin you like a top on top of his hand blade.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised uh, his weapons weren't dildos.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, I somebody actually recently made a video on YouTube about the uh history of Valdo and uh, his uh, references to real-world gender-barrier-destroying warriors uh, in history, and uh, it's a very fascinating video. Like, uh, the the entire gay and BDSM and effeminate and dancing communities and everything is sort of encapsulated in Voldo's character, um, and uh, I think it's really interesting. If you get a chance, you should check it out.
2: All right. You gonna link it, it in the description?
1: Uh... <laughs> no i i i only have so much description space and i've already got five links i've got to post in every episode oh all
2: right
1: um uh, just like google like history of valdo or whatever or uh youtube history of valdo you'll find it all right but um anyway i think that'll about do it for our episode today uh Join the Cape Corner Discord, where you can give suggestions to me and vote on what characters that you want to hear talked about. Um, consider supporting me on my Anchor page. I have a support page there. Uh, even, like, if you just do a dollar a month, you know, some chump change shit, it would always be appreciated, and I'll make sure to thank you on the show. Uh, follow Jay at... Uh, shit poster of america on facebook uh follow jordan uh at jordan blue man on uh or blue man sorry uh on twitter uh also maybe give a listen to the fandom optimist podcast i've been on there a couple times they're really cool people they're much less uh hateful and critical than i am uh if you feel like it, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at BeyondBlue13. Um, and uh, share the episode with a friend. Uh, the more exposure that this series gets, uh, the more that we'll be able to do. Uh, um, I forgot to have a break for an app. We'll do it between the time when Jordan leaves and we continue. So that's fine. Uh, what about
2: uh, the ending mesh? message that you usually do at every episode
1: the thing to take away from Darth Vader I guess supposedly it would be the lesson that it's never too better unless you've murdered half the uh, inhabitants of the galaxy <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was then thinking- it might
1: be too late <laughs>
2: I was thinking something more along the lines of no matter how mad you are, you shouldn't abuse your spouse.
1: Yeah, you know what? Let's deal with the anger thing. Like Jordan was saying when he was on here, the thing that I is that they try to excise from the body. But in order to live, in order to survive, to get out of bed, to eat, to, you know, uh, sleep at a reasonable time to exercise to you know have any sort of aspiration or goal in life you need to have motivations and in order to have motivations you need to feel something you can't just have an emotionless creed that you live by because you are then an automaton and it's very easy to just fall apart as a person how can you protect if you for the people you're protecting not even on a personal general level if you don't have uh, human empathy then not effective at protecting people you are not a guardian you are just a killer of other bad people and the about one thing living life is better without uh they, they're, the Sith code to mirror the Jedi code talks about passion. Passion in something is to truly be alive. You know, if we're lucky, we have maybe a hundred years on this earth. And what would be the point of sticking around for it? You're just going through the motions. To the people often feel feelings of suicidal desire is because they had any passion for life stripped away from them more often than not against their will and it goes to show how much being able to feel matters what matters most uh, is not allowing yourself to be ruled by these emotions the Sith were wrong because they allowed themselves to become absolutely embroiled in their emotions they reveled in not only pain that they could feel but in causing pain in others. They didn't just want to be able to feel negative emotions themselves. They went out of their way to cause it in others. And the, the truth is somewhere in between those two. Like how Mace Windu, we mentioned, has the purple lightsaber, and he embodies certain aspects of the dark side in the name. You, you have to be willing to use your negative emotions for positivity. You, you can't fight an enemy without anger. Without allowing it to be hateful anger, you need to mold it into righteous fury. That's what truly gives you the ability to protect those you care about and to defeat people who would do them harm. And Darth Vader, if nothing else, he was always extremely adept at tapping into his love for others and his hatred for his enemies and using that to empower himself. So the message to take away is don't be afraid of your emotions, embrace them. But Anakin Skywalker did strive to control them instead of letting them control you.
2: That was pretty deep.
1: Thank you. I I think (laughs) about deep shit a lot. It's why I, and sometimes nihilistic (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right so (laughs) I think I'll do it closing thoughts
2: don't be Anakin Skywalker be Obi-Wan
1: that's a damn good message (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody uh I hope you enjoyed our first threesome um we're we'll we'll pick this up again at some point like this might be like a once every month and a half thing for now like every once in a while i'll decide to come back to star wars episodes um but next week it's back to superheroes um so again join the discord if you want to give me a suggestion for who i should talk about until then stay strong stay true to yourselves and remember we can all be heroes
2: don't forget to wear protection
1: Why do you do that? (laughs) I think it's funny. Man. All right.